This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here and welcome all you alpaca people. I've just come back in from feeding the girls their supper. They have had a dry day for a change and with some sun and wind are demonstrating just how much winter fleece they all have. It is amazing the way they are dry clean animals. No, not that you have to take them to an industrial laundrette, but that the dirt dries off and turns into dust which just drops off the fleece. Well, most of it. I came away from feeding with a slight bruise on my shin. I thought I was being kind and feeding them. Pridwen, one of Megan's daughters with lovely eyes, decided I was coming up behind her inappropriately and needed to be kicked. Pregnant? Hmm. This kind of behaviour is not always due to raised hormone levels, but regularly it is. And I've been noticing a number of the ladies getting a bit stroppy with the others and taking no nonsense from me. I don't know whether you've experienced the delight of Kriya arriving. Kriya, the Spanish word, without a direct translation into English, which is used to refer to South American camelid babies. So, llamas, alpacas, and means young or offspring. As I understand it, Kriya is also used to refer to the young of whales and dolphins. Now there's an interesting fact. This is a magical time of year, and while for most of us it's still a bit in the future, I wanted to think around some of the issues with you. If you have some experience, if you have some experience with career birthing, we've had almost 60 born on the farm here over the years now, you know what to expect, but it's still important to prepare both practically and mentally. If you go back to one of the earlier episodes, See the show notes for details. We've talked about some of these things before, so I'll try not to do a full repeat, though there will inevitably be some overlap. Please forgive me. One of the first things you will find useful is to know which of your females are pregnant. Behaviour is certainly indicative, but not foolproof. Alice. Alice had a rectal prolapse about a month after giving birth one year. We managed to sort this out with the help of the vet and some purse string sutures. Slightly problematic, as you will appreciate if you have ever watched an alpaca producing faeces, since the small aperture opens surprisingly wide to pass the beans. The suture, involving elastic tape stitches, needs to accommodate this wide variation while doing its job of holding the inside securely inside. This happened the day after a mating took place. We were unaware of the problem and would not have used her again for breeding if we'd known. Okay, so a single mating was followed by her sitting outside the pens as other females were being mated, all of which indicated, at least in a simplistic way, that she was not pregnant. This behaviour occurred over the rest of the mating season, a number of weeks. She was not mated again, and to all intents and purposes, now retired from the breeding programme. The following year... While passing near the field, she lifted her tail to go to relieve herself, and it was immediately obvious from the swelling that she was about to give birth. I kept an eye on her, but she was very unsettled. 
Perhaps there was another explanation. Maybe Alice had already given birth. But where was the Kriya? I remembered that I had just moved the group of girls into that field because I could keep an eye on them easier. Kriya watch, but I'll come back to that later. I ran back to the stable paddock and nearby paddocks, running with a hint of panic and certainly urgency, in order to check if there was, somehow, a baby I had missed. Back to check on Alice. She was also becoming a little urgent in her going from gate to gate. I opened up and let her back into the field that I'd just moved her innocently from. We both then ran around hunting. Clearly there was a Kriya, and it was here somewhere. The mind can race so quickly in these situations and multiply the terrible scenarios that could explain a missing Kriya. So repeat the search more slowly and check all of the edges. Ah, there. By the stable wall, a lonely black Kriya. I rushed down the slope, which was a steep slope. The explanation became obvious. Finding her feet, the Kriya had not been steady enough to avoid gravity, driving her down a steep slope, and she then did the usual Kriya thing of sitting down to think about this new world she'd arrived into and waited for her mum, Alice, to be close enough to offer milk. I scooped her up, strong and a little feisty, which was a good sign, and reunited her with her mum, Alice. Much delight and alpaca humming noises. It wasn't long before she was latched on and enjoying her first feed. No harm done, but it could have been far worse. Glad I was around to notice and help, but I can't believe I almost created a tragedy by helping the girls to some better grazing in a safer field. Alice's career was unexpected, because her behaviour around males the previous year suggested very clearly that she was not pregnant. Because of that, I wasn't even keeping an eye on her and watching for the signs. I've talked before about Megan, firstborn here in the valley, and her mother, Lalana, keeping us guessing for almost two weeks. I'd read the books and talked to some people and even attended an alpaca neonatal course. I was prepared with some knowledge, but not much experience. The signs, unsettled, sitting down, standing up, lifting of the tail and keeping it lifted, separating off from the rest of the group slightly, frequent trips to the poop pile, close attendance from the other females, who knew something was going on. It was all there, indicators, signs, but not telling the full story. It was part of a progression, but not the definitive moment. Eventually it was, though and the textbook delivery of 11am on a sunny day was so welcome for our first career born on the farm. Megan, a lovely white female career. What a delight. And now one of her daughters is all stroppy and hormonal and kicked me in the shins. Of course, as well as the behaviour, it's a sensible idea to have them scanned at an appropriate point to confirm the pregnancy. You can do this using ultrasound about two months after pregnancy. And then you'll be sure. Probably. If you do have Korea coming later this year, I do hope you enjoy the whole process. Get your supplies in early. Work out the best viewing places for Korea Watch, which is checking on females regularly. Not too often and not too intrusively, or you will just engender the mum being wary, on alert and slightly stressed. Not the best precursor to birth. 
like I was talking about in the last episode, make some deposits in the bank of trust so that the overriding sense they have is that of trust rather than anxiety. I went on the neonatal course and would certainly recommend you consider doing the same. Valuable notes, practical tips, and the opportunity to ask all your questions. Generally, you should be able to manage, but the biggest skill for you to learn is to know when you are out of your depth and need to get the vet out. Don't wait too long and trust your instincts. Do your preparation and then walk through the whole thing smiling. Or maybe for the first few, the furrowed brow comes first with the waiting and smiles come when the career hits the ground. Uh, and I mean that literally. They seem to bounce very well and no harm is done. Here is a replay of some suggestions from Jenny McHarg of Fobri Alpacas. Right, because absolutely. We come, we come from a very, very practical uh, viewpoint with alpacas. Um, we have been on three birthing courses ourselves, um, held by Camelid vets, mm. and we, we're always open to hearing from other breeders or anybody else um, what works for them, what doesn't. And over the years, we've put together um, a PowerPoint presentation and um, a thick booklet on birthing. Um, and basically, what, what I say to people at the beginning of the whole morning on birthing is that um, we are uh, here to give you confidence to know uh, what you're doing, when, if you need help, and a checklist. So we, we may have had however many hundred alpacas, uh, but we fill in a checklist for every single one. Right. Um, and, and that is, you, you know, your, your basics, um, the vital signs, um, you're checking for an anus and all the really important things. And also writing down on this checklist um, your observations so that um, everything is written down so that if you do have an, an issue or, or, or something, um, you can you can look back on the on this list and you can say, uh, well, OK, yes, it was a very hot day. Um, we took the baby into the shade. You know, um, all sorts of things are, are written down on that list to assist you in the future, because if you've got a lot of Korea, you, you can't remember. Mm. Um, and, and also when the when the Korea first suckled. And um, and then again, if things are going smoothly and have gone smoothly in the birth. Um, your your instinct, your your in, intuition takes over, and 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 you you tick you're, you're ticking a box in your head to say um, yes, uh, this career is uh, fine, uh, mum is fine, um, it, you know everything is is going well. Um, then uh, the next thing we do is dip the tummy button for the second time, uh, and if it's not um, quite really quite warm, uh, we will pop a coat on overnight. Right. Um, so the birthing course, I think um, people have found it just really, really useful for the confidence. And I tell people I'm, I'm not trying to frighten them with what could go wrong, but they, they need to know that if, if you have a head and uh, a, a leg just showing and the other one is tucked back, um, they need to know that they should have the confidence to scrub up, lube up, and just see if they could just, with the mother's uh, contraction, just mm. ease that forward a bit. 
because if it's just stuck back a little bit at the, at the shoulder, your dam doesn't want a big vet with huge, great football besides <laughs> hands. Absolutely. Know, she wants she wants you to to sort it out. So yeah. we tell people to, to 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 give it a go with your short nails and all scrubbed up. And and if you lack confidence or don't want to, um, then you you have your vet's telephone number or mobile phone number, or whatever, in your birthing bag. Yeah, speed um, dial, speed dial. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. But, yeah. So yeah, and then we show them the birthing bag on the uh, course as well, so that they know everything must be in place because you have, you know, a, mu- a year to prepare this bag. Yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> we, and, we leave it to the last minute, of course. But yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just just giving people confidence, Steve, and I think yeah. that, that is has been very well appreciated. The birthing. Yeah. Keep records so you know what to expect from this mum the next time around. Share your knowledge and your phone number with those who might need it. Everyone has to learn for themselves, but they don't have to do it on their own, if you know what I mean. Lambs have started arriving in neighbouring farms here, but our career will not be arriving until June. Plenty of time to get sufficient lube and blue towels and gloves all set up in my grab bag of a toolbox. It won't be long. Thanks for being with me on the Alpaca Journey. If you have any questions or comments, do use the SpeakPipe button on the website and send me a message. Hope to see you again soon. Until then, go spend some time with an alpaca. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day. <laughs>